Hey, I'm Pat B. Oh, and uh, Adam Willis is out doing his bitch for America. So it's just me and a random cavalcade of, cavalcade of ragtag misfits in the house. But you are listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Wow, that's the longest one I've ever actually done of those suckers, man. I, I don't even know how I get through them sometimes. You always got to talk all the get off. Oh, so much better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. Adam Willis is out and about doing his part for the world at large. But we have a no less than spectacular crew of fill-ins. The B-team, the F-troopers, I like to call them. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about my my peoples, my main road dogs, Amy McCobb. Sup? Just Johnny. Yo. And of course, naturally, the natural himself, oh natural tonight, Herb. Hey. Hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I appreciate uh, that we're like the B team. <laughs> the B team. You appreciate being the B team. The B yeah. team is very important. Yeah, B's no. for best, right there. B for best, yes. But I appreciate that. I, if there's ever some sort of superhero crew, mm-hmm. I'm definitely the one that they send out at the last meeting, being like, ugh, I. I guess they'll probably do a good job if they blow them up good enough. Okay, so so ego on that one expanding exponentially. It's oh, like by the moment, by the mm. minute. Yeah, yeah. Team but, B. Well, I wasn't BS and we have. Oh, see, I'm keeping with the B theme. I wasn't BS and we have an action-packed, <laughs> fun-filled show for you. We're gonna jump right into it with some news because this makes me particularly happy. Yo, um, we talked a while back about Stephen Colbert, like a like a long while back, a good six months maybe. Stephen Colbert. Uh, donating just like tons of money and funding all the projects of the uh, of his local school district that he grew yeah. up in. Yeah, in that he's community. a good dude. Yeah, no, I love philanthropy. Wasn't it? Wait, wasn't it like uh, California somewhere in California or something like no, that? No, no, no. I think it was North Carolina. It was his hometown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. But like really struggling school system, and he personally funded all the initiatives that the uh, teachers had recommend had uh, recommended for that school year it was kind of awesome i love like when celebrities do awesome things with their with their resources he's always been very for education you know he's his whole you know behind his shtick that we saw on comedy central Mm -hmm. he's been someone that's been very driven about education and also kind of uplifting the communities that he's been a part of i know he's done a lot of outreach in the comedy sector so it's really cool to see Simon doing things like this rather than like you know some crazy scandal. Yeah, no, no, cats. Are the, uh, well, okay, he, Colbert's the man, but this isn't about this is not Colbert. That was an example. I'm actually talking about John Oliver. Um, now the story is John Oliver buys and forgives uh, approximately 15 million dollars in medical debt. Dang. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. Can he call wow. me? John Oliver, are you out there? I need you. If you can find his personal number, <laughs> I suggest you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need do, you, man. Do they have like uh, free healthcare or something along those? Those lines in the UK or something? No, no, no. This was actually, this was here in America. Um, and uh, yeah, but he's from he's from somewhere. He's from the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do have things like that in Canada. It, I, I know the other UK countries has, have. Has the NHS and it's it's okay. Mm. They also have cops that don't carry guns yet. They'll still whoop the holy crap out of you. They also have hooligans. Well, they we do have hooligans. We have we have shops. Uh, and shops. you don't mess with the hooligans. Okay, so, um, and what's officially become the, the TV's biggest giveaway ever, uh, John Oliver on his show last week tonight, uh, basically took a giant step toward normalizing the national budget by legally buying just under $15 million in outstanding and overdue medical debt from Americans. Uh, now, now, this actually does surpass uh, a few Call me. <laughs> uh, Oprah Winfrey had the, uh, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. 
um, that, that stunt, which was huge and gave everybody like you no know, vehicles. You know, so, so that was like audience. the the biggest, the record for the biggest mm-hmm. philanthropic. Up until now, that was the biggest, and wow. now uh, I don't know how much that actually caught that what actually is covered. It, but what does it say about America that Oprah can dole out cars and covering medical expenses? It says it's a more. great country because a poor black woman <laughs> who grew up to be a struggling actress and then kind of a yeah talk show host has. Uh, gotten to the point where, where she, she can dole out the cars. That's a great takeaway. Powerful. I will take that. Mm-hmm. I, I think she was tackling it from a different angle. <laughs> uh, hey, 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 give, I'll give Oprah her due. All right, she came up. Um, but uh, now, okay, now the reality of the situation is uh, Oliver didn't pay fifteen million out of pocket. Uh, he he uh, he worked with uh, HBO, the station that puts on his show, and uh, they bought the debt uh, by buying the debt. In a in a lump sum, they were illegally able to buy it by uh, for pennies on the dollar. So it didn't actually cost them fifteen million dollars, but they were able to buy fifteen million dollars worth of debt for about in actuality about sixty sixty thousand maybe. I mean that's still nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, no, it's significant, and it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still fifteen million dollars worth of debt. It's just by buying it in a lump sum, they were able to get a discount, and for sixty thousand dollars, they removed debt from approximately ninety thousand struggling citizens. Wait, that. All right, the math on that is really weird because you went from fifteen million mm-hmm. to sixty thousand. Yes. Now that's this, one hell of a sale. Well, this is this, this is a practice that works with buying um, buying debt in sums. This is like how America uh, gets funds from China. Yep. They buy our debt. One party has money. One party needs money because they owe money to a third party. The first party who deals with the second party who is in debt gives money to the third party who is owed the money, who basically knows that in no realistic livable amount of time will the entire debt be paid off, but they want some return. Now they can get a small amount for an extended period of time, which they know will never add up to anywhere near the amount that they're fully owed. It'll be a constant influx, but a constant influx of a minor uh, gains or they can accept a, a lump sum of a large amount. This is fascinating. It's no, it's this boring. This is incredible. Well, I learned a lot the, from the movie Trading Places. I know my stuff. <laughs> the math in it is pretty incredible, though. All right, all right well, well, it's this is this is finance, dude. Finance can suck, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, man. You uh, get a pad and pen. You work that out on the side, and we'll move on. Basically, what this what this comes down to is John Oliver is freaking cool. Right, but yeah. but the numbers. Now stop trying to find a negative. Well, I'm saying here, okay? it's you, just the numbers. Like they do. they advertise 15 million, but in actuality it was only 60,000. So you know you're right, man. If if I said you know what Johnny, yep. you owe the government 75. No, even better, you bought a house that you can't afford. You have kids, American you've got dream. pets. You know you've yep. got family that is going to be out on the street. The house is 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 on the uh, is on the uh, the market for 550 thousand dollars. Yep. But you don't have a penny to your name. Yep. I have 75 bucks and a, and a packet of Mentos. The bank will accept 75 bucks and a packet of Mentos to keep your family <laughs> off the street, to keep the clothes on your back, to keep you from freezing to death and eating your newborn child tonight. Yeah. Are you, going, would... are you going, to, going to gripe that I was able to spend 75, but I only spent 75 to settle your debt of $550,000? Yes. I, I would, me personally, I would say that you are stupid for, you know, yeah. paying, paying off my dollars. You're my boy, man. Why wouldn't I want to help you? No. I wouldn't want to have your back. You know what this well, tells me? If I was in a similar situation, <laughs> you would not hold me down. That hurts. 
we're talking you see what in that I'm trying to do? I'm trying to find a funny and interesting way to get off this story uh. that stopped being interesting seven minutes ago. Yeah, no, I, and you are dragging. I'm out. gonna veto this, and we're gonna we're gonna move on. Yeah, uh, seriously. I apologize. John Oliver did good. Did good it, job. Go it. team. Yes, let it yes. happen. Let it happen, John. Call me. <laughs> Well, now the more poignant story I'm trying to get to is Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah, completely related. Obviously, yes. Um, And Herb, you even hold that woo for a second, man. This one gets a little raw and a little rough. Blizzard Entertainment promised Overwatch players that um, it would take serious, quote unquote, serious permanent action against those who cheat even once in the hero-based shooter. Yeah, they've made good on that. Uh, They've made. They've made exponentially good on that. What's going on is anyone who even the, the, the huge infraction to the most minor infraction has been just slammed, accounts deleted, banned for life. We'll they we'll are cracking down forums. hard. Yeah, we'll yeah. ban you from our They are taking Overwatch seriously. Well, it's yeah. it's what they're known for. Like, this isn't the first game that Blizzard cracked down hard on people. And they always, when it comes to cheaters in any of their competitive games, they always crack down pretty hard on them. Uh, and they definitely take things um, uh, heavy-handed, and they have metrics in place mm-hmm. built into their games, built into their servers, that allows them to detect these cheaters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just surprised that these cheaters haven't realized, like, it's Blizzard, you shouldn't mess with Blizzard, because they they do have a reputation of cracking down hard. All right, I want, so you, I want, you, to, I want you to consider what you're saying. This is why people still steal things in Riyadh, knowing that if they get caught, they'll get the hands cut off. You know, we go to a prison in Russia, you will never see the light of day again. You know, certain mm. parts here in America, you know, uh, you're black on the wrong day of the week. You know, you are you are going to die tonight. And mm. people still, well, okay, now, okay. I, I completely devalued the point I was trying to make with the black thing. What I was saying is people still commit crimes knowing that there are penalties. Yep. And just because Blizzard says we'll ban you if you cheat doesn't mean, well, playing this game, I'm not as good as I want to be, or I want an edge on so-and-so. I'm going to you know, try a little something on the side. If it's mine enough, maybe they won't see, or if I'm good enough, maybe I can still get away with it. And it's still going to happen. You know, people still shoplift the most right. basic, right. quick action uh, bit of crime and do it in daylight, even with witnesses. Because if somebody sees something like say, and then you go to jail, it's like, yeah, still... They may see it as worth the chance. And not everyone that cheats is a criminal. We actually did a um, a story a while, not a while back, um, I think less than a year ago, actually. And I believe you were here for the show because it was gaming specific and I wanted to get your opinion. It was about cheaters in uh, cheaters being banned from a uh, different online system. And we broke down the people that were specifically being targeted. And it turns out the majority of them weren't. Uh, these hardcore uh, gold farming cheaters who set up businesses and run torrent networks and all types of stuff. It was folks who literally just didn't have time to get as fully immersed into the game as other folks, and they were always at a disadvantage. Look, you know? I loved right. cheating as a kid. Is Game Shark cheating? Because I, lo- oh my god, game every Shark game, is totally che- game every Shark game is a I ever played, design. Yeah, that I have to say, there's I'm not encouraging those to cheat, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that there's an aspect well, to Why are you gaming. wearing a shirt that says, cheaters always win? And it just says, <laughs> I love, in the back of it just says, I love cheating. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I've just, as I'm someone that grew life. up in that generation of like, all right, I want to play Super Mario Brothers, but I also want him to be able to just fly constantly. Or, or have permanent hammer suits. Yeah, permanent hammer suits, yep. start with the tanuki, something like that. And that's kind of where I well, come at this cheating angle. Well, this is, this is very How different. Dare you? So this is a very different well, time from like Game Genie and, and things like that. This is a multiplayer only game. Yeah. It's online only. 
Uh, and it's made in such a way that it will end up being a big esports phenomenon. And in order to curb and make it legitimate, the players that do reach the top and bring legitimacy to uh, them reaching the top, they have to have uh, this this method of banning. I mean, it, it even happens in games that aren't as uh, that are not esports at all that Blizzard has, which is like Diablo three. <coughs> there are cheaters there, and they definitely brought down the ban hammer on those people as well, just just to make sure that there's a relative uh, balanced playing field for all those others. Now, uh, for the non-online games, they, they're a little bit more lenient with that, but Blizzard has, for games that uh, didn't really have an online competitive nature, uh, or even or even if they did, they, they would sort of prevent it. But for the single player, Blizzard has implemented cheats in their single player games. Yeah. You know, like, it is a good day to die. We're not talking about, like, they I mean, a cheat that they, broke to, uh, <laughs> that they programmed into the game and someone typed in a code yeah. that they made at a certain time. We're talking about folks that use devices specifically designed to give them advantages. Or applications. You know, use, so, yeah, special what? applications, special hardware. What if the what if the what if the the sheet comes from like a like a, a company like messing up like a glitch that they they just happen to like overlook and somebody discovers well, it would they get punished as well like like hardcore yes. punished they, they yes do, and then yes. they would have to dispute that that that's actually happened a lot in the past mm. it has it's I'm trying, to remember, in, I'm trying to remember the most recent case because uh, we talked I, about I remember one. it happened in Hearthstone so mm. if there's an exploit. Uh, that the division. Blizzard it happened in the division. Uh, uh, Blizzard and Blizzard has done this. If there's an exploit that has been known and documented by Blizzard, and, and they basically said, "Hey, this is an exploit. Don't, don't. Uh, this is a, a bug or a glitch, and don't exploit it. If you do, hey kids, you'll get see that apple hammered. in that tree growing over there. Don't eat that. That's yes. the apple of knowledge, <laughs> yes. dude. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> I'm the first one. I'm I'm already eating it while you tell me not to. Yeah, yeah it's like, and I'm already. I like apple juice. You know, I'm, I'm taking that suck. I'm squeezing. It. What's wrong with you? No, what it comes down to is these aren't people that just kind of found uh, something that was in the game that existed that was put in by Blizzard to adjust an experience or something left in by developers. These are people who have gone out of the way to find devices to find ways around it that belong to forums. Actually, going back to the um, to the news story, one of the methods uh, Blizzard's taken is in China, specifically in China, they've started a list. They've started circulating a list of names of cheaters, of uh, people that have been found cheating in the game and been banned for life. Oh, wow. You know, from even touching yeah. Overwatch. And this list gets out. Suddenly, they're no longer anonymous. Maybe they start disappearing from other games as well. Maybe they lose those privileges. Yeah. You know, An- it's, another it's that serious. Yeah, no- another form of cheating for a game like this would be um, uh, win swapping. Right. What is wind swapping for audience that doesn't know, Johnny? Uh, so, or wind swapping or wind trading. There's a couple of different names for it. But basically, uh, you're playing this competitive match against a bunch of other people. You uh, you make sure that those people are on the opposing team, and then they purposely uh, okay. lose. So you have your <laughs> so opponent on, on a team, and then your opponent has an opponent on a team, and then the two of you get together, and then you trade your uh, your gamer keys in a bowl, and then the two of you go home with each other's enemies. <laughs> I, I know what wind swapping is about. I'm hip. I'm hip. Wait no, is that not? Well, that's not it. You you laughed, but no, that's was, maybe okay, yeah. maybe in the seventies with nah. uh, Pong, those okay. wind swapping. Well, wind swap those 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 wind swapping mustaches, man. You know how it is. <laughs> uh, well, no. What I, what this comes down to is, are they being too severe? No, lumping everybody into these. I think they are. No, um, here's not. why. They're, they're here's why that, not though. What do you got? How how do they distinguish? You said that someone can dispute it. Yes. How do they determine on their end what one offense is different than another? Mm-hmm. If you're truly in the right, dispute it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, what I've come to what I've come to realize through reading the details of this is they have different ways of finding people they and do. different ways of seeing how people cheated. If somebody used um, a special controller that uh, I, I can spam, uh, I can spam a, a, the, the, the fire button. You know, maybe I've got I don't know some kind of hand issue. Versus if my IP is constantly uh, streaming just massive amounts of information about other users, and I, it gives me an unfair advantage. Then I may be one of the people with the problem. Aim, aim you know? assist is a big one. Well, aim assist is a huge one. Yep. See, things like that are, are, are ones that are used by. Um, uh, okay, okay. One of the main stories I remember specifically is I am a forty-year-old dad. I have a job and a family, but I still like to play video games. I don't have time to practice, and every time I jump in, I lose constantly and right away. I've been playing for months. People still call me a noob and say get off our server and blah yada yada because I just don't have time to practice. I have responsibilities. I use these to give me a slight advantage, so I'm not out of the game and I can actually play. See, that, that's, that's not yeah, right. I I get that, but that's not yeah. a legitimate argument anymore that's because a, well, games these days have gotten so sophisticated with their matchmaking mm-hmm. and such that eventually yeah, they if won't you pair you with uh, someone ten levels you suck ahead of you, so bad, we can't say that every time, and that fall that's where it falls into Blizzard. To make sure their matchmaking is that right, uh, is it that does. Hard? Well, all right. I don't want to harp on this too long. Oh, man. Basically, what? Oh man, we've killed Herb. I'm oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying. Like, did we cross the line where video games are no longer just for entertainment and do the yes. just competition no, they're all totally the way for through? Entertainment. They're uh, super well, fun. Well, the competition itself is entertainment. Well, yeah, see, you oh, let well, the stuff like, go too far, and then suddenly you have people playing video games for money, and then but professionally. This is how it, I hate and, to say mm, that's how it's always been. But think back to like I was in a Sonic Two tournament in like 1997 or something. Like it's always been like that. The, Wait, the first big game was Pong, right? That's competitive. You mean the one that I came in fourth? I guess yeah. I guess you got a point, man. Sorry, right? Amy. why have a high score in video games, right? It's yeah, it's been true. competitive ever since the start. Yeah. Well, Blizzard may or may not have taken this too far. We'll see. We'll actually follow up on this story because I want to find out where it goes once the complaints start. Coming I say in, kudos they... to them because I don't want to play against cheaters. Yeah, but you're a hard, angry, cold bastard who hates. The I am world. not cold. <laughs> really, really, Johnny. Awful. You're, I'm not hard. You're at either. least lukewarm. All right. Well, some of the things that people have been trying to do to get around this or get back in the game or at the very, I mean. Um, they've some unsuccessful methods. I also want to point out too. Uh, they've they've uh, created new accounts. They've completely scrubbed their hard drives. They've completely wiped their BIOS and tried to start fresh. And even just plain apologizing, writing letters. I think some dude even baked a couple of cakes. Yep. Oh, that's so, sweet. Yeah, no, it, it was like you know, sit and spin. I think it sent them the cake back filled. Uh, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I can go to dark places with these, and I'm not going to follow Johnny's example. There are some dark places on. you could go to. There are some dark places, but I'd rather go. Where my soul Dark lies. web, show me the dark As overwatch. To the dark souls. Johnny, dark you souls, have information yeah. on dark souls. That was a terrible transition. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm off my game <laughs> yeah, today. I like that. We got camera Ooh. issues. Have- I was you saying burns. Oh, stop it. Well, you have my back. We all supposed to be, y'all supposed to be my peoples. Hold me down. I was saying boo burns, not boo. <laughs> you oh, started okay. it. You are uh, forgiven as long as you praise the sun. I will do nothing of the sort. That bastard killed my father. Johnny. What do you got, man? <laughs> lay, 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 lay some good information on Dark Souls 3 on us, please. All right, Dark Souls 3 came out, uh, let's see, a month and a half ago. It's available on uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC. The game is amazing. It's the third in a trilogy of amazing action RPGs. Uh, I've reviewed uh, a game that's made by the same company, uh, just not part of the same franchise, called Bloodborne about a year ago. I remember that. Uh, and that game is absolutely amazing. So it's very much like Bloodborne. 
if you've played the other Dark Souls games or Demon Souls, if you've played any I, any of those games, then you're you definitely know what to expect for Dark Souls 3. It's gritty. The animations that you do for attacking and rolling and moving around sort of lock you in place. Uh, and you really have to master everything that you do. And there's this level of commitment combat-wise that you have to make with every single action that you do. If you push the, uh, the attack button, you're committed to that animation and making sure that it falls through all the way. And if you do it at the wrong moment, you're going to die. And that's pretty much uh, Dark Souls in a nutshell is that uh, you have to play at your best. And if you don't, the game will punish you for it. The game penalizes you for half-assing it. I like the concept does it's a homage to the games of old right they're always very very hard uh there would be these significant punishments that you'd receive uh if you yeah like uh, duck hunt i remember that was the most yeah. that was the hardest game ever you 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 could shoot the ducks and they got faster and more crafty and then you died yes. and then your best friend laughs at you it's an allegory for life tell me um, wrong herb so with Dark Souls 3, it's it's like they took uh, and I'm pretty much going to speak to the people that have, that have played Dark Souls, Demon Souls or Dark Souls 2 or even Bloodborne. And if they haven't, they they really should just to try out any of those games. They're all absolutely amazing. And even if you are not that good of a gamer, mm -hmm. if you stick through, if you're a stubborn gamer, Dark Souls is for you. OK, even if you're a bad gamer, if you're stubborn enough to get through it, then you will eventually conquer it and you'll be so proud of yourself because if you do. So with that said, Johnny uh, gives it one gold star to you. Yeah, it's banana it's that stickers kind of for everyone. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm still not getting though. Cause you, you seem to, you seem to praise it yet. Give it a mediocre review. No, 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 no. Dark Souls 3 is amazing. Absolutely oh, amazing. Okay, all right. Didn't, dude, just say that. I'm, I'm like, I'm, oh. I'm, you went, I went on cross-eyed for a second there. The stubbornness was only for the people who have never played or heard of Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Okay. So I've, I've actually, I've, I've played, uh, Blood, I'm not, I'm not Bloodborne, I'm uh, Demon's Souls briefly. Yeah. Um, Very hard. Honestly, it's one of those games where I felt maybe I just didn't give it enough of a shot because of that initial difficulty. Yeah. Is Dark Souls going to hit me with hit me with that wall, whereas I may not even want to continue, where it turns out if I did, I might love the game? Absolutely. That That is what Dark Souls is all about, is hitting you with this massive wall that you have to overcome, not by levels like how most games most rpgs do by allowing you to level out of that difficulty it actually forces you with this massive wall up front during the very beginning uh so that you acquire the skill set in order to conquer it you don't even need to level up in the game there have been there have been people and stories out there of like people beating dark souls not leveling up whatsoever beating it with guitar hero controller it's just okay now that that's just cat showing that sounds fun <laughs> that's that, there's nothing with, fun about with that. their feet i mean it it's just a game where you have to uh master the skill set that is given to you mm -hmm and really understand uh, what the uh, movesets are of your enemies and know how, how, to, how to attack every single enemy and how to handle each situation like that. And once say. you do, you get amazing at it and okay. you fly through it. I'm going to take your word for it because the experience I had with similar types of games was the game is basically mocking me. It's making me hate it and, and, and by association, hate <laughs> gaming and life and fun. That's how I feel uh, about Lotro lately. There you go. See, see, Lord of the Rings, there is nothing more heinous and sinister than you that. Just, the only you just got to push through it. Oh, you, you just got to push through it and just keep at it because when you finally do overcome that major obstacle mm -hmm. that, that was hitting you so hard, you feel so great that you finally conquered it and you feel like you've actually 
gained something from it, gained real life gained, experience instead of in-game life experience. You might even say you've leveled you've, up. You've, you've, yes, you've leveled up in okay, real life. Okay, no more. No, on that pun. <laughs> wow, wow. I I apologize to our listening audience. That was that was that was a tragedy. I, I blame myself, and uh, and I should never have exposed you to such failed. awfulness. Let's go into a comic review real quick because we all actually got to check out Legends of Oz. It's a new comic series. Actually, it's in the issue two, you said. It, uh, as far as I checked today, there was a second issue that was available. Yes. Okay, I only got the peep issue one myself, yeah. but am, am I alone in the house? Did anyone else uh, go, go, go any farther? I didn't go any further. No, no, we just read issue one. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. I, I read issue one because I did not want to read issue two because of issue one. Okay, yeah, no, you expressed your disdain for this sucker. Uh, so thoroughly. I liked it. You dug it. It's like a Wild West meets Oz scenario. You got like this Tin Man, Clockwork Man thing going on. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of the tropes of Westerns, and then it's flipped on its head with like an Oz spin to it. So you get this great like shootout between the Clockwork Man. He rides a tiger. It's just a lot of fun. A I thought bear. that the a tiger, a tiger bear, bear yeah. excuse me, a bear yeah. tiger. I, I was kind of digging that. We're talking and about legends of Oz. It was just fun. It's a good way. I, I enjoyed that it flipped the what Script. you expect from Oz, yet it's still so clearly set in that world. Yeah, right. it was a little Purely different. I like when they as- take Elseworlds, but we're talking about Legend of Oz, uh, TikTok, and the Kali- and the Kalida, yeah. which is it, uh, a harder name to say than you might think. But it's by uh, Rob Anderson and art by uh, Renato Ray. Had some really good kinda- art. I really enjoyed the coloring. The art- was very vivid. The art was okay. I didn't. The art didn't move me art, because it's. Oh, no, what's up? No, 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 sorry. I was gonna say the art didn't move me per se because it seemed like generic comic. Well, art. it's not exceptional, it, but it for this type of comic, a lot of the time they try to do things too stylized. I like that. And though. I, it's I, I like. I enjoyed that it had a very traditional feel while presenting us a non-traditional story. I agree. I, I thought the artwork was actually the <clears> best part of it. Well, because you hated everything else, though. <laughs> but legitimately, the artwork, the artwork is really you good. You can't be like, yo, I hated every experience of this. The best part of it was the car ride home. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, the, the artwork and the way uh, each of the, the comic panels was laid out, mm-hmm. uh, and it was tailored for the web page itself, but... All of that was absolutely fantastic. I actually really enjoyed I'm getting a very funny sense of, of how it. you read comics. You basically yeah. read the story, didn't like it. The artwork was okay, but you, you just complimented the pagination above everything. Yep. That's like saying, yo, the lettering on this was on point, son. I've never seen such crisp penmanship. To be fair, I definitely how- judge comics by their lettering. You judge comics by their There's well, some great lettering out there. I didn't even talk about the lettering. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> I'm you talking have, about the lettering. Yeah. It was good lettering. Okay, enough, no, about, the, enough about the lettering. Good. It was all- a good call. I enjoyed it. I enjoy. It. Here's my official review of it that for me. Mm-hmm. I liked it as an interesting take in odds. It's okay. not what you anticipate from an Oz story. It's got flying monkeys. They're really cool, like, kind of bara dudes. And will I continue reading it? Not necessarily. It's not really my thing. But for what it is, I enjoyed seeing an Oz-set story that wasn't telling the same things over and over. There's no Dorothy. There's no, you know, not, none of there, those tropes. Well, no, there is a the, Dorothy. Well, you know what I mean? Like, the traditional sense that we're like, that's Dorothy with her slippers, well, and she has well, come to save us. It's a different She's take got, set in that same well, universe, that's what it, Well, what I'm saying is that, it's, that it gives us that Western feel, and I enjoyed that to it. I just think it's the, the whole Western adaptation of Oz. It's just purely aesthetic. And they they missed out on sort of the the important things of Oz. Like they kept the 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 aesthetics of Oz, like the flying monkeys yeah. and the the well, Tin Man. Have it and, set in that universe. 
Right. But what they actually missed was the characters and their personalities mm. of Oz. And that was the, that is the more interesting part of it. Like, well, I the, think I think it, I think it falls into what kind of comic fan you are, what kind of uh, genre reader you are in general. I myself dig westerns. I, mean, I take it they're yes. not really entirely your cup of tea. Well, it, it's not comics in general are not my cup of tea. Oh, hate it. Why are we even condoning? Sean. No, if that's if if it can win over or if a story can win over somebody who's not directly into the medium, yeah. then it, it's one of the ones that really stands out. Yeah. I myself like westerns. I'm okay on fantasy stories, but this one took an odd turn. Uh, well, not an odd turn. Took an interesting twist on that style of making a western in a non in a fantasy uh, universe, which I like. The only thing that weirded me out is the writing in this was kind of just yeah. It's a little stilted. It, yeah, a little bit. A little but, bit. That's uh, the worst part. That is my to biggest me, complaint. A little about bit. It, to that, you, yes. you walked in here like, man, this comic can need a dick. I'm gonna tell you what I. That's how you sound too. I'm gonna tell you what I think about this bullshit. And you're, then Johnny laid into it for 45 minutes before the show <laughs> on how much he hates the comic book, the comic book industry, and by association, yes. Dave Navarro. I don't know where All that came it. from. All of it is you know, just absolutely rubbish. I, I hate comics. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and but but loves that mustache that facial hair. I don't know why. Um, no, what I'm getting at is, well, not what I'm getting at. I said my piece. I thought this was an okay book. It's I would right. recommend this to anyone who's really into the continuing adventure in Oz series, or just really into westerns. It's not the greatest western, but it's an interesting take on the western that may inspire you to at least read a couple of issues. Um, Johnny, right. I have a different recommendation. It is specifically to the three creators that are listed on there. My recommendation is that they stop this particular comic series and just start start fresh with something else and probably find a different writer. Wow. Okay. That's harsh, man. Yeah, okay. Way and, harsh, Amy's going to write fan letters to the letterer. I've only written one fan letter in my whole life, actually. To a letterer? It was not to a letterer, uh, but it was, it was to a writer. That, that's, 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 type, that's a kind of letterer. Yeah. All Not right. to leave it mysterious, it was it was actually on a it was on a a, a Lobo comic in the mid nineties. Really? <laughs> mm, that's I a, was I was praising the space dolphins. Oh, uh, that's a dangerous time. I know. I think I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, actually, speaking of Lobo, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll see the relation in a minute. I got to check out. Excuse me. We got Ninja, to check out. We got to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Oh. His I mean, latest movie, produced by Michael Bake, has come out just this past, uh, well, very recently. And um, basically, it's the story, it's the continuing adventures of the uh, four teenage brothers known as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. you know what? Fighting crime and and uh, scientific terrorism. How did you feel about it, Pat? In New York City, I... Oh, my tell, God. Tell the audience oh, out there what you, what you, what'd you say on the Facebook about the Teenage Mutant Ninja conflicted. Turtles. I have, I have never in life been so ashamed of myself for liking something. It's a, it's just fun. <laughs> it is the stupidest kind it's of totally fun you dumb. can ever possibly have. But it was a fun, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a good movie, but okay. it's a fun summer movie. Yeah. Bebop was perfect. No, Rock City was the shiz. I mean, both were just so good. Yeah. I really and was excited. That's the important distinction to make, yes. though. That, uh, mind you, she said she didn't. She didn't say it was good. She said absolutely. It's a fun movie yes. that you will enjoy watching if you are a fan of Ninja Turtles, especially mm. in the '90s. Oh, you man. will enjoy this movie. <laughs> you um, may not ever want to see it again, but you will sit there and say, "Man, what a nostalgia bomb! This, this was a is, good time." This is easily the epitome 
I say without hyperbole, this is the epitome of guilty pleasure. Now, I mean, if I had any criticism of it, it's that the, this is not a spoiler, but the last about 15, 20 minutes of the movie kind of mirrors the first movie a little too heavily. The main uh, fight scene is extremely similar to the fight scene in the first film. Yeah, when they met Doctor Strange and Michael Jackson <laughs> and they did the dance at the end, that was crazy. I could have really, I would have liked to see something more divergent from yeah. what they did. But other than that, it was just a good time. It was really silly. There were a lot of like, there's some moments that you're like, come on. Like they had like a weirdly sexualized some. Megan Fox moment. Bebop and Rocksteady, you can a see this in the trailer. They, they check Fox what moment. their junk looks like when they get transformed. It was a little they, like, yeah, I that, That's a thing that happened several times. I that. mean, for those who don't know, though, fun fun fact from Mixed Macabre. Yes. Uh, Pigs have curled genitalia. The males have curled genitalia. Don't ask me how I you knew that. I up. did, but that's not that fun a fact. It's a fun um, fact. It, uh, okay. Fun yeah, fact you, you for furries. You've you got, you got an odd, odd uh, definition of <laughs> fun. No, okay, it, was, but I, did, it was good. Johnny, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get off. The, I'm trying to get off the pig penis topic. I'm right moving now. away from it. I'm talking about how fun this movie was. Okay, Amy, Amy put your pig penis away. Johnny, <laughs> you can't her, tell me what to do. Have either of you. <laughs> Have either of you are either are god damn it are either <laughs> of you familiar with this movie? Have any inclination to see this movie? At very least, we're turtle fans at all. I'll I'll be watching it on. with my brothers. We watched the uh, the previous Michael Bay one, mm-hmm. and we'll be watching this one again uh, as all of us together. So you are planning to see it. I am planning on it's seeing it. It's fun. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, beyond saying it's fun, let's give an actual review here. Herb, are you yeah. familiar with the turtles? I, I totally did. Okay. I saw, I saw that uh, Rocksteady and Bebop were in it. I was kind of yes, excited they for are. that, dude. Genuinely, yes, like they're they in, they're really well done. Like I mm. have to say, um, Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman was excellent. Very surprising. He was, very surprising. He was really I, good. He had great timing on his delivery and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Was he in fly form? No, no, that's the one thing that I was really bummed about, but they definitely, like, I feel like if there's a third, they're going there. Oh, man. Now, the actual breakdown of this one, the storyline is the brothers return to, uh, you know, their hijinks in New York City. After saving the city in the first uh, 2004, uh, excuse me, 20, 2014, uh, 2014 uh, Ninja Turtles movie, they've still had to remain in hiding because they're still mutants in the city of normal people. So they saved everyone from the Shredder and Vernon, of all people from Channel 6 News has been given the credit. Uh, he has an agreement with the Turtles and he's the one that takes the credit for their accomplishment. They're allowed to continue to live in peace and in secret and they just enjoy a few perks around the city. And the movie starts off with them kind of depressed about this which is feeling and going on. And, yeah, well, He's a party too. dude. He just wants to party with the peeps. It's true. He has earned his pizza uh, time and time again. And I think it's high time that they represented for the young man. Now, going beyond that, um, the Shredder is still alive and well and rebuilding his empire. Magically knows English now. Magically knows it. Well, not magically. I mean, it's been a couple of years. He's 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 gotten his. Uh, it's been his, two years. He got he got the Rosetta Stone. You know, he 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 ordered his muzzy tape. It helps that he's mail. played by a different actor. Yeah, that too. The actor who played DK Drift King in um, Fast and the Furious uh, Tokyo Drift, and that's the only. Uh, reference I can make to him because I haven't seen him in a damn thing since. <laughs> but he actually did well as the Shredder, or rather as Orokusaki, because he was in the Shredder uh, gear once, I think, and he was kind of sinister when he was. He was more sinister when he. It existed. didn't have any knives that Japanese shot knives this time, that. though. It didn't. In shoot the first knives. one, all right. Really so Pat knows this. So I actually only very recently saw the first movie, mm-hmm. and something that I really stuck with was when he's attacking the turtles, and one of his knives opens up to shoot smaller knives. It did indeed. 
All right, we've talked about a lot of the spectacle in this, but the actual story breakdown eh, is ridiculous. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's, it, you know what it reminds me of? What? When they would do those uh, feature length cartoons mm-hmm. where it's really three episodes loosely strung together to I make hate a movie. Those, yeah. That's what this feels like. Um, like the Thundercats movie. Like it's, eh, it's kind of a movie, but it's also kind of like watching a bit of a TV show. I can see that, but I don't agree wholeheartedly, mostly because what I got was one extended commercial. Well, that's and it. I, I don't well, mean I don't mean I don't, I don't mean literally like movies are commercials for things. I mean if you remember the Ninja Turtles commercials for their toys, it would be, oh my God, Shredder's attacking Blank. Well, let's get the pizza thrower and take him out. Oh my God, Shredder's flying to Blank to attack Boom. Well, let's get the plane and take him out. Oh my God, Shredder's. It's like everything uh, was suddenly attacking for some really thinly veiled plot point, and then the toy we use to break. Uh, to break up their sinister plan, which you can conveniently buy for a certain amount. I haven't seen the new toy commercials, but dude, they had the pizza thrower in the form of a garbage truck that flings uh, 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 sewer. The uh, garbage sewer truck crates. is the best character. The garbage truck is not the best character. The garbage character. truck is incredible. It has Gundam arms. The garbage truck is not the best character. Those Gundam arms came off the first Why are you they spoiling got. it? It's in the, it's in the it's commercial. It's <laughs> That is in the actual Spoiler. TV commercial that's running Spoiler right now. Spoiler McGee over here ruining the garbage truck. Well, is, the, is that really for the toy? or finest is that, character. Or is that homage to what I, they had earlier? I had They had toy. one I had when I was growing up. They had up. the big turtle. Yeah. yeah I had yeah. it. We all had it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Stop, okay, stop. Well, they've Wait. upgraded to a gar- garbage truck now. Yeah. It's the same thing, though. Stop talking to each other. Be very careful because I really want to point out how it didn't stop there. Okay, we're introduced to uh, to um, Casey. Casey Jones. Thank you. Uh, played He's by- the weak spot. He really was. Um, well, it's the, it's the guy who played Arrow. He doesn't have enough hair, first of all. I don't know where Amy's Arrow. getting her facts from. Uh, my Arrow facts are coming t- from oh, the 1990s. The what are you doing? I know you're acting to be a killer, me. Nah. You yelled into the mic. I heard a yell. All right, fine. Okay. Well, anyways, the I'll guy who sure played Arrow. Thank you. The guy who plays Arrow uh, on TV right now is um, the guy who also plays Casey Jones. Now, Amy, you didn't recognize him from there, but you've seen Arrow. I know of Arrow. You've never seen Arrow? No, it's not my thing, but I, I know it exists. All right. Well, in this, how would you describe Casey Jones' demeanor? Bland. Thank you. Casey Jones should not be bland. No. Arrow is not bland. Arrow is like dark and brooding and kind of a badass and hates crime. How would you describe how Casey Jones should be? He should be kind of a hockey hooligan who wants to smack people around because he doesn't feel that the police are taking it seriously enough. And that's why he should have more hair and less shirt. Mm-hmm. A lot <laughs> like Arrow. Oliver Queen feels these same things. I suspect that when they actually cast this guy, they told him, okay, here's how we want you to act, but don't be Arrow. Like, okay, um, I know Casey Jones. He's kind of a dark guy. He's kind of a, you know, a badass. He's got these baseball bats and these hockey sticks and he fights crime and he's brutal. Okay, um, I can do that. And he started acting like, okay, okay, we like it. You're a little too much arrow. Tone it down, rein it in. Um, okay, I guess I can try to do that. Next take, you're a little too much arrow. Tone it back and rein it in. Okay, I guess I'm maybe being a little too emotional. That is okay, strange. Next, yeah, yeah, basically they neutered the character hard. See, they what they should have done. Stuff. What they should have done is said, be like Wolverine, but with a hockey stick and mask. This is be like Wolverine after a midlife crisis and a lot of chai tea. Oh. Yeah. I will say, okay, we've harped on the negatives, we've harped on the positives. You had a specific inkling to see Seamus. I just love Seamus. 
Seamus. I just love Seamus. What? For a wrestler in an acting role. Yeah, he was, was surprisingly good. fun. Right. Bebop and Rocksteady they made, made this movie. movie. Seamus yeah. played Rocksteady. Bebop was played by Gary Anthony Williams. Who was so good. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight, too. If anybody doesn't know Gary Anthony Williams, he was the father of the next door neighbor on Malcolm in the Middle. He's the voice of Uncle Ruckus. He's a lot of he does a lot of like yeah. of character work. And this was so good. Straight out of the comics. Oh yeah, this was just Alright. What this boils down to is we can talk endlessly, but I enjoyed the movie, mm-hmm. despite the fact that the script was bad. The acting was mediocre. Uh the I, I, I yeah seriously they threw everything at the kitchen sink in there no, and somehow there it almost worked the kitchen sink oh yeah, yeah. There, there was a couple of those in the back you're right I mean but turn somehow, your, somehow it worked turn your brain off go see a fun movie yeah you'll enjoy Ninja Turtles too I'm watching this thing and I'm like this is the stupidest piece of crap I've ever seen why is why are these dudes checking their junk why are they going <laughs> 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 laughing like Fred and Barney every few minutes why is Casey Jones I don't know, such a He was just bland. He didn't he didn't sell it like in the nineties movies. Casey Jones is one of the best characters in it. Yeah, very disappointing. Megan Fox is always gonna be disappointing, but um was she as bad as she was in the the first one? Worse. No, I I think worse. Yeah, she was pretty awful. Anytime they give her dialogue, it's just Mm -hmm. it's just a train. I I don't know if it's if it's Megan Fox or if it's the writing. I think it's the writing. She's great in Jennifer's body though. She's so good. uh, That that, that may be a movie more suited to her, but this move this specifically had fun things being said by the other characters. I also would like to just illustrate my key moment of when I realized I, I stopped having a terrible time and had a good time. And Amy, I actually mentioned this directly to you mm. when they're on the plane. And I won't, I, I'll try not to spoil anything. All I'll say is they're on a plane. There's a tank in the back. They're fighting a tank in the back of a, of a, of a giant cargo plane. There is no cockpit. Donnie has to try to ma- handle the situation. So he uses his taser staff to save the day. A taser bow staff on a plane with no cockpit, with a tank being fought, physically fought, by four <laughs> mutant turtles. Excuse me, only three mutant turtles. No, Johnny me, was flying me. the plane. Three mutant turtles over Brazil. Um, <laughs> Brazil? Well, when you put it Brazil. like that. To New York. Yeah, and at one point, Donnie's just yelling, ah! the turtles in the back, ah! bebop and rock steady, ah! All the while, they're dodging tank shells <laughs> like you would swat like bees and flies and things doing like I wouldn't gun swat a bee pad. I have watched this movie. You would not swat a bee. Yeah, that does sound like a good time. Yeah, that was the that was the culmination. Right, you just sold all of our listeners on this film. I hope I did. That right there is when I realized this is the most idiotic time I've had in years, <laughs> but I have not stopped smiling in ten minutes. Exactly. I had a ball. I am seriously ashamed to recommend this so highly, but I you've got to see it. It's too <laughs> stupid not to. And I may even see it again. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I paid to see it. I may pay to see it again. I have to call out Gary Anthony Williams and Seamus. Bebop and Rocksteady were definitely the, high, the highest point of this movie. And we came into this mentioning Lobo. Amy, why did I mention Lobo? Because the voice of Lobo is in the movie. Mm-hmm. The voice of Lobo is in the movie. The m- 
pri uh, another primary selling point of this is everything you've ever wanted to see in a Turtles movie. You've had a random inkling. They, they should have did this in those old movies. It's that would have been cool. If the 2014 movie had done this, that would have been awesome. It's there. Every, every friggin' thing is how? Even Vanilla Ice. What? <laughs> Baby, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> ice! Oh my god, I'm, it, And he sang the ninja rap at the premiere. He did. He sang the ninja rap ice, at the premiere. That? Took time out of his busy uh, pre-gathering of the Juggalo schedule mm -hmm. to sing it. All, all tattooed premiere. up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's, he's, For those he's who don't sick. know, he actually is a Juggalo and attends the gathering of the Juggalos and is often in the infomercial they make for the gathering of the Juggalos. Somehow that does not surprise me. All right, but I do want to close out with some talk of Preacher. We're starting near the yes. end of our time here. But Amy, uh, yes. uh, you are intimately... Oh, wait, first of all, we're talking about Preacher, the new series on AMC, mm -hmm. uh, being adapted by Seth Rogen um, from the uh, comic series. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the Image comic series. So it's in full swing. Amy, what are your impressions? Okay, so both? I've read Preacher mm -hmm. about a dozen times over the years. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in, bring in the discourse real brief. One of my biggest gripes with the Preacher comic book is that it has very dated toxic masculinity as like its overarching theme. There's a lot of just like weird like John Wayne through a dark mirror, cowboy punch him up, a lot of castration, fear, a lot of this weird like women characters are kind of relegated to like punching bags and sluts and it's just no bueno. And I have to say that the TV series took the what I feel is the best of the comic and the best of the characters, particularly Tulip, and did right by them. I loved her appearance too. I, am uh, I recognized her right away. About the way that they have adapted Tulip. As you said, she's easily recognizable from the comic, and mm -hmm. yet they have made her a well rounded character, at least thus far. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I went into this a little bit like, oh man, how is Preacher going to make it for 2016? Because it is very dated if you read it. It's very, very dated in the kind of like. Like I said, a lot of like I'm I'm preacher and I'm gonna save all the women's and, and I'm and it's just not so great. And the show absolutely did right. Yeah, absolutely you, did you right. You can't get around some of that sometimes though. And I think they found uh, a, a good the, balance. It was you know, to do up, it. updated to the era we live in. Mm -hmm. I would say it held to the values and the ideas that the comic book forth. And I look forward to seeing how the interpersonal relationships evolve, particularly with Cassidy. Mm. Oh, a, yeah. Who's a bit of a problematic character, particularly toward the end of the Preacher series. No spoilers, but mm. he gets a little bit blah. And well, I, never, I never finished the series, so you oh, have that. Oh, well, well, okay, okay, no, cool. no well I shan't say people, more, but, but, but this is not a spoiler. There's just some action that takes place that is, let's just say, not so great for Tulip, mm -hmm. and her character is very, very almost downgraded to like a damsel in distress. Ooh, and I look what? forward to seeing how the series deals with these things, mm -hmm. and I feel that it's already risen to the occasion. It was very, very great. I also feel that the setup for mm -hmm. the main character was very, was more modern. Okay. Was, was more can, can engaging. <sighs> Custer's, he's just, he's just kind of like a bum alcoholic in the comic yeah i mean and he obviously he has his past but he's mostly when we're when we're first introduced he's just like a boring bum alcoholic and you're like why do i care about this dude and well, he's more vulgar too and he's more of a um he seems like more of a uh like he didn't care as much about god he's yeah. more willing to he's more willing to like he he wants to jump into a fight this one and the he show wants to he, fight it, and he wants to take 
the donations. I forget what it's called because I'm Jewish. But he wants to <laughs> he wants to take that money and run. It's called and it's I called the like, blood sacrifice. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. No, no, I know I know what you're saying. Um, basically, just the uh, the collection or the tithe, collection, uh, depending thank on you. yeah, depending on what um, religion you subscribe to. But in the comics, he's ready for a fight. In this one, he seems really reserved. He's it's more along the lines. He's trying of, to make I know what this I'm thing of. work. I'm, yeah, but it's not going so well. But he's trying, and yeah. I feel it also presents us with a bit of a more interesting disconnect between. For those who don't know, the main plot of the whole entire series, and this yeah. is obviously no spoiler, is. Uh, that the preacher, main character, Jesse Custer, he gets uh, inhabited by a spirit that's essentially some something uh, otherworldly from the heavens, if you will, perhaps. And he finds out that maybe God's not uh, up there anymore, and uh, maybe he wants to take him to task for that. And I feel it, it gives us a character that we really care about this mission more than the comic, which felt like a weird meandering... Again, I use the phrase toxic masculinity road trip, mm-hmm. where uh, this kind of eschewed that and gave us three-dimensional characters, especially Tulip. Again, I'm so thrilled with her presentation. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved her appearance from beginning to end, um, at least in the first episode that I saw. I don't know how it, how it uh, eats into the second. Con- continuing the theme, just great. Just great. See, I, I love that concept. I think that this is the result of the production being done by fans. Yep. Which you don't usually get. Usually it's folks who figure this is something popular, we can make money here, let's do it uh, this way, and they'll look into a good production uh, production studio. It, this is fans who uh, had they the wanted this to, work to, happen. to begin with. And, yeah. and Garth Ennis's writing has its, its ups and downs in the way that he presents things, mm-hmm. and I feel that this is adapting his core of Preacher, but making it a palatable and interesting TV series for 2016. Yeah, I like it. It's very modern. It's also damned entertaining. I like that they pull, they don't, they're not pulling any punches. When we first meet, yeah. (laughs) Very literally. (laughs) When when we first meet Cassidy, that scene is just raw. Yeah. And I loved it. And I had He does not sparkle, let's put it this way. No. (laughs) I had a friend over who couldn't really handle like the extreme violence and I actually had to turn it at a point when I was watching it again. I watched it like four times. When I was watching it again, and I knew that a move he was about to do would have just sent her out of the room. And I, I was just like, you know what? Let me grab that remote and press that button quick. But I loved it, and I regretted that because I wanted to see it again and again. It's awesome. You know what I'm talking about? When he yeah. does the... Yeah. And that's one thing I love to be able to take away from TV shows. You have like at least one scene where it's like, oh, did you see when this happened? Oh, it, oh, it you didn't feel ch- gratuitous. Ah. It felt like it worked within the series. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I mean by elevating what was on the pages of the comic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like just gratuitous violence for violence's sake. It fits in the story being told. Yeah, it worked with the character. It worked in the uh, flow of the story without taking away. It's not like they stopped for uh, they stopped a uh, a good flowing story for a legitimate fight for, for a gratuitous fight scene. It actually worked as part of the narrative, and then it also worked to introduce the character in a different way from the comics. Yes, which I but, thought uh, this was stronger. You thought this was stronger. I do think it's stronger. I like the comic method better, but I'm not. I I don't dislike this at all. You know, I really like the introduction and the actor whose name I can't remember. I'm, I'm terrible at names. I, I know his face. I know he's he's, he's from Misfits. His, yeah, his accent is not fake, I, yo. I can't remember his name either, oh. but he shows up in the later seasons of Misfits, and he's great. Yeah, he's the guy that has the. Um, he basically replaces Simon. He replaces. Really? Well, Simon, I Talking think ran Danzig? his course. 
No, no, no. 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 <laughs> no Simon, Simon ran his course, though, but they, re- they replaced Simon the Dick with a different dick. Actually, technically, what, three dicks? Technically three dicks. Are you dicks. sure it's not dancing? He is, he is in fact, a hydra of dicks. He is a hydra. He's a dude that is split into two people, and then we find out later on in the show he's actually split into three people, and those two people were like victims of the third. It's like if, if, it's like if, if a schizophrenic was holding his other personalities hostage. It's kind of badass in theory until we actually meet him. But that actor is Cassidy in Preacher, AMC's Preacher. He alone is like the main reason I would want. I would recommend anyone continue the series. The rest of them are icing on the cake. I'm recommending Preacher. Solid work. From, Joe Gilgan. Uh, Joe Gil. Is that him? That's Cassidy. Yes. And he's. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say he's the greatest actor. He's just really good in the roles that he uh, tends to take on. Uh, and this is a perfect role for him, I think. I'm excited. I'm exci- oh, actually, since you got the list up there, uh, can you give us the rundown of who plays uh, who plays uh, Jesse Custer? Uh, Jesse Costa, Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper, thank you. That, that, was, that was killing me. Dominic Cooper is awesome. Oh, and um, uh, dang it, who am I missing? Tulip. Tulip, thank you. Uh, Ruth Negan. And Ruth she's Negan. Real Niga. quick though, I also appreciated that they have. She's not just like here's the hot leggy blonde. Like I really appreciate. Yeah, she's black. First yep, of all. I know. Yeah, she's not black awesome. in the comics. I'm just just saying. Yeah. Just if anyone cares about those types of things. <laughs> Uh, so they're not limiting themselves like a gender, and and, and this isn't. Uh, oh, I was gonna say this isn't Tilda Swinton and stuff. So I'm not gonna go there. We're not talking any of that stuff. We're saying, but you're not staying wrong. on track. <laughs> Preacher, I like it. A plus. I highly recommend anyone see it. If you're a fan of the comics, you will not be disappointed. If you're not a fan of the comics, this is a great new thing to take on. Um, Johnny, I know you hate comics with a passion. Le- but yep. Do you like good television? Yes. Okay, you may very I mean, well enjoy. And this this is no meaning to anyone that hasn't read the comic, but let's just say I'm really looking forward to Meat Wife. Mm. I don't know. They did Arse Meat Wife. Actually, no. You're Meat right, Wife. Because Arse, Arse Face was done very well. Arse Face is the character that, through the result of an accident, pretty much more or less has, in, has a butthole for a face. And they did that without being gratuitously gross on the show. And then showed him. It, it was very well done. This uh, is a surprising win for me. I mean, the show. I had low expectations, and it very much exceeded them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, AMC Preacher, check it out. All right, so this has been the Geek Down. We are just about out of time. I want to thank you all for joining us here on another, I would say, action packed, fun filled show. We had camera troubles. I'm messing up names, and Mm. somehow I thought Hellblazer and Preacher were were a thing. I'll forgive you if you read Hellblazer. I I may just do that. I (laughs) I, I like that movie, and Katz told me because I liked. I liked uh, Keanu Reeves as John Constantine. Never read Hellblazer. No, don't listen to them. They're wrong. Okay. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I trust your opinion. I will check out Hellblazer. We will talk about this 20-plus-year-old comic here on next episode. <laughs> and and you're going to play Dark Souls all the way through? Ah, let's, okay. <laughs> first, first learn to stand, yeah. then learn to fly. Okay, real real quick, for those time. out there, anyone at Anime Next, I will be at Anime Next this coming weekend. Uh, it's the first year in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So I'll see you nerds out there. Oh, cool. Check out uh, Amy McCobb of the Clan McCobb. <laughs> uh, they're in personal appearance. And also be sure to join us here next Monday night and every Monday night right now here on WEMFradio.com. Uh, also, if you heard anything on the show you want to chime in on, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just get the latest and the greatest on our own escapades here at geek-down.com. And like I said, we'll join you every Monday night right here, uh, including next Monday. Same bad time, same bad channel. I want to thank Miss Macabre. Woo! 
I want to thank just Johnny. You. I want to thank Herbie Herb. Yo. And I want to thank you fine individuals watching and listening to us here. Um, and uh, actually, Johnny, since we got the cameras going, you want to promote any channels? Uh, not that I can think of right <laughs> now. Okay, fine. The guy. I've got nine separate Twitch channels. How can I talk, how can I talk, talk about one of those and now I give you the floor? I don't know what you're talking about. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash end of Seattle if you want to catch me, but I haven't streamed on there in a bit, so sorry. All right, so check out Johnny's cat videos. He'll be putting up on there. Yes, soon plenty of cat videos. Sounds great. All right. I murdered them. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> what a twist. Uh... Oh, okay. And on that note, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll catch you all next Monday night uh, right here on WMF Radio. Until then, for the next week, be excellent to each other. They like Peace. it. They like-